0: This is episode 96 of the Landscape Photography Show. And before we get into today's podcast, I just want to thank patron of the podcast, David Danette, my boy from California. David has supported the podcast for a while now, and I've also met David in person, which is always nice to do with people who enjoy your work. And I enjoy David's too, meeting people in person and actually talking photography face to face with somebody else. What a concept in today's time so thank you so much david for supporting the podcast you know you can go to patreon.com just like david did and go to patreon.com david johnston and sign up for a tier that fits your budget every single tier is going to come with access to exclusive audio from podcasts just like audio from today's podcast with Marco Ciprioso. So definitely go and check that out. If you find one that fits your budget, I would love to have your support. And my thanks would be endless. Let's get into today's podcast, though. And it's with Marco Cipriasso. Marco is somebody who I discovered on Instagram. And during the pandemic, I saw something very interesting happening with Marco's feed, In that he was posting some really inspirational small scenes from San Diego. But not just any small scenes like some that I'd seen before. These were very, very unique, very well crafted. And I think the color in them just popped off the page to me. And after seeing this over and over, I reached out to Marco and I was like, hey, man, I I really want to get you on the podcast to talk about why you're sharing these, what's going on, and what the inspiration was behind these. That's what this whole episode is all about. The Landscape Photography Show is a podcast where you can listen to your favorite photographers talk about their journey in photography. It's a place where you can be inspired and also learn how to take better photos. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody. We're here with Marco Cipriasso, and Marco's joining us today from the beautiful San Diego, California. I've been to San Diego, uh, let's see, just once, Marco, and I will say I like to play a game with my wife, and that's could you live here after every trip uh, that I'm sure she gets really tired of after every <laughs> single trip we take, but it's a resounding yes from us for, for San Diego, so welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks, David. Thanks for... uh thanks for having me today
0: why don't we get started just like I do every show to get everybody on the same base I, I, I want to hear your story in photography like when you first got into it and and what led you to the point that you're at right now uh start of photography um it
1: started um, I'm, I've always had cameras growing up throughout the years and a lot of it it's you know just to document family events and friends and Trips, that kind of thing, Um, or like uh, my skateboard friends. I I grew up skateboarding, so we uh, took a lot of photos of uh, skateboarding. Um, But uh, fast forward to college, um, I started my started my schooling for graphic design, and um, in that process, I thought it'd be good to take a photography class. You know, kind of help complement my. Design program and all that good stuff. So, um, kind of learned it was film back then. So, kind of had fun with that. Um, and then fast forward into post college, uh, I was working my first job at a small design firm here in San Diego. And one of my buddies introduced me to this uh, pinhole camera, a uh, Holga. And I was—he was showing me some of the photos he was shooting, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool!" And it shoots in a square format, which is really, really cool. So um, I picked one up and kind of just started shooting around town. Um, and then uh, kind of took a little break from photography. And then um, uh, later on in 2013 or so, I was going through a little bit of rut in life and stuff. And I needed a spot to kind of focus my energy and time and, uh, you know, just a healthy hobby. So I ended up uh, picking up, a, I think it was a Canon rebel t3i uh so um and i just kind of got out there um kind of you know san diego we have a lot of a lot of awesome beaches so we kind of went to visit those um, shot the skyline and just kind of had fun shooting around uh you know i tried you know shooting portraits um i have two awesome nephews and i you know I would take photos of them you know, we would get together as a family um so i tried a little bit of all of it all um and I kind of just dove in and just got immersed and just started shooting around town and that led me to, you know, exploring farther. I would go out to LA and shoot some of the city stuff out there. Um, I just kind of had fun with it. met a lot of fun people over there, a lot of inspiring, inspiring folks. Um, and then um, I kind of wanted a little bit of a change. And um, so I wanted to see what else was around. I noticed there were a lot of national parks in our area. So... Um, I picked one and, uh, it was Bryce Canyon. Um, so, uh, asked a couple friends, uh, like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? It's in February. And one of my friends, uh, said they could go. So I took a drive out to Bryce Canyon and, um, I was taken back. I, I, you know, we went to the overlooks out there looking, you know, looking out over the, the amphitheater at, at all the different hoodoos. And it was so cool, man. It, was, it had snowed. Uh, it was in February. So you had that really cool um, contrast between the red rock and uh, the snow, which was really, really cool. But I remember it being, it was about sunset time. And there were only a handful of people up there. At this point, it was like blue hour. But it was just so quiet and peaceful. And um, it felt good. It felt good to be away from the city uh, the madness, you know the busyness, and it was just really peaceful and so we shot that weekend um, and had a blast and it was it was it was really cool, it wasn't crowded, um, which was really, really nice, which is, again a big contrast from what I had been shooting before in you know southern California um, so it was nice, and then just have been continuing to explore and enjoy the outdoors and visit more parks, um, and just kind of having fun with photography. Um, Yeah, it's been a fun journey so far. I kind of hope, looking forward to see where it leads.
0: We recently talked to Eric Bennett on the podcast, and and he talked about similar beginnings, you know, getting started in skateboarding, photography, and videography. Uh, I asked him this question. I'm going to ask you the same question. Favorite skateboarder back then? Who? Oh, uh, let's say Matt Hensley. Uh, okay, okay, yeah,
1: he's a local guy from Vista. Yeah, he's, uh, I like him a lot too.
0: Actually, can I say I, another
1: one? Just yeah, like a second. Yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh Steve Caballero? I, I've been watching him since I was from the start. So that was that's definitely uh, another favorite as well.
0: That's a good one. I threw out Rodney <laughs> Mullen to Eric, oh, and he okay. like totally shut it down yeah
1: <laughs> that guy yeah uh rodney Mullen. like he is he's is wild some of the stuff he does i just i you know blows my mind like how that's even possible
0: <laughs> what you mentioned you were going through a rut in 2013 um take us through why and, and what that canon rebel t3i did to you to to kind of bring you out of that
1: uh, you know, it was, it was a tool that I, uh, a creative tool that I could use that I hadn't really used before. I, Cause I do graphic design. We have all kinds of, you know, programs to use that you can do almost anything, but this was a different type of tool where, you know, I can kind of look through the viewfinder and kind of shut everything else out and focus in on just one little area of a, a, like of a hillside or a really cool scene. But it just gave me that, spark i needed to kind of get out and see life a little bit differently than i had been seeing it before um so that you know i'm pretty i'm really thankful that you know i that worked out to where i you know it led me to getting back to cameras and getting out there um gave me like this ticket to go explore around um which i'm really thankful so it's It's kind of led to a lot of a lot of cool things a lot of cool experiences a lot of nice people so it's been a really great journey so far
0: i know a a lot of photographers that i talk to talk about you know photography is their only artistic outlet um it's what they've done and, and they've never ventured into sketch or painting or anything like that i feel like graphic design is its own form of artwork in a way compare and contrast the two like what does photography give you that the graphic design outlet does not
1: uh with the cameras um these well i guess during my day job there's you know we have all these high-tech programs and you can pretty much create anything you want (laughs) on there you can change the color of you know skies or clip out backgrounds to put different uh characters in front of that kind of thing. So when it comes to the camera, and you know, I in the frame, I can't do any of that stuff. I mean, I guess I could change uh, white balance and that type of thing, but I it has that limitation on me, which is a nice thing. Um, and I try to work around that. It's like a nice puzzle. Um, so it's something I can work with and see if I could frame what I'm seeing out here right now into this square frame or four by five frame. So it gave me some
0: restrictions, which is, uh, a good thing sometimes. Vice versa. What does graphic design give you that photography does not?
1: Uh, probably the freedom to, uh, really amplify certain things that I had experienced out there. Um, uh, like sometimes this, the sunsets look just really out, you know, just almost unreal. <laughs> and, um, uh, so I can, you know, adjust that if I wanted to, but, um, uh, been trying to dial that back a little bit, uh, these days.
0: Well, I mean, uh, to that note though, are, are we approaching a time and an era where graphic design and photography have blurred lines overlapping one another,
1: yeah, I could it, yeah they I feel they've definitely had impacts on one another you um, just have the freedom to um, to adjust things you know to how you experience them or how you want people to experience them
0: as a graphic designer what what's your thought on that?
1: Uh, I think
0: it's in terms of photography and artwork and that type of thing or on the graphic design side. I mean, I've never had somebody who does graphic design as well uh, apart from Charlotte Gibb, who did it in a, in a past Mm -hmm. career.
1: Uh, it's impacts on photography. Um, I think it really, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's everyone's own art and photography and, you know, just, they should enjoy it how they want to enjoy it. Um, But for me, just for my own stuff, um, I try to find that balance between expressing how I felt and how it actually looked, you know, so it's, so I just wanted to look somewhat realistic. So someone, if they were choose to go out there and at that time of year, maybe they get a chance to experience it, how I experienced it.
0: Do you think you've come to a good workflow to make that happen?
1: Uh, I think so. I think over the last few years, I've kind of dialed back the amount of processing that I've done. Um, uh, it's funny. I, I look back at some of my old work and like, holy moly, what was I <laughs> thinking with this? <laughs> you know, just saturation just cranked up all the way and that kind of thing. But um, as the years have gone by, I've kind of been trying to do less, um, less post. I mean, I'll just kind of do make sure the the contrasts are right um, uh, color balance is okay, is, is, is on point, that kind of thing. Um, and try to have it still express how I felt while I was out there, but still within reason of what someone could actually see if they were to be right there with me.
0: There's a lot on your website to get to, and I, and I was going through it right before we jumped on, uh, reading about you and looking at some of your photographs the thing I, I was first kind of caught off guard with was that your website is, uh, called the morning coffee. Why, <laughs> why is that the name of your website? <laughs> so it's, um, uh, back when I was a kid, uh,
1: uh, my grandma, uh, was living with us and I think I was about eight or nine and, and you know, you as as a kid you're just kind of roaming around and I remember one morning uh my grandma she'd be outside and she'd she'd be out there just you know early in the morning just kind of drinking coffee or tea and she'd do that like all the time and I would always see her out there and I wondered what 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 is that (laughs) what's going on out there and you know so I'd go out there and she'd just be kind of hanging out outside looking at the you know sunrise that kind of thing and it was just quiet and you know just, I would just kind of hang out there for a little bit and then I'll go run back inside. But and and I remember it looking cool with the sunrise. So, fast forward, you know, many, 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 many years later, um, when I'm doing my photography, I tend to lean, I really enjoy that morning, those early morning hours where it's just quiet. Um, typically, there's less people around. Um, and I just really enjoy starting the day off like that with a nice sunrise, you know, like a um, fresh new day, you know, um, another chance to do, you know, do good and live life to its fullest. So um, it was kind of a nod back to those mornings uh, when I would see my grandma out there. Um, and now it's like I do most of my photography in the morning and I just love morning Morning time. And enjoy coffee too. <laughs> Who doesn't? Kind of, I mean uh,
0: that's that's like the, the the cornerstone to a photographer's diet.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of every trip, you know, I always gotta start off the morning with with a coffee. It doesn't have to be the, you know, just doesn't have to be anything special. Just and just enjoy some of that caffeine in the morning and it's just part of my routine now. And it's with my wife too, whenever we go on a, a trip, drive anywhere, we always stop by to
0: pick up a coffee if we can what other childhood memories pop up for you when you are out shooting uh
1: just a lot of the uh like my neighborhood friend like the adventures I had with my neighborhood friends uh you know after school we we were all latchkey kids so we would you know uh take off from school and walk home and you know stop by the you know fields and the creeks by our house um and just kind of you know just have fun and be kids and explore and um so when i'm out shooting it kind of trans you know i I go back you know i I kind of in that same mode as a kid and um exploring and wandering around and looking at rocks and um just seeing cool things out there so it's like yeah it's a you know I, i just I really hold on to those childhood memories a lot, and how good those times were. And um, so when I'm out there, kind of get to relive that. You know, it's uh, with some close friends. Um, yeah, that's.
0: <laughs> were you always creative as a kid too?
1: Uh, yeah, I was enjoyed. It was um, drawing and uh, like painting and doodling and all that good stuff. I remember as a kid, I, you know, just hanging out the place and my dad uh we had a like a uh, like an address book basically we write people's phone numbers and all that good stuff (laughs) pre-iphone smartphones we actually write them all down in a little (laughs) thing but i remember um my dad's penmanship was like really cool looking and it looked really i was like wow that looks really really cool like how he did his letter forms and all that good stuff so um i was always exposed to that and um even you know, I'd always draw, and uh, I remember when I was skateboarding, uh, you know, as any kid would, you know, I thought, like, oh, it'd be great to go pro, and if I did go pro, this would be my graphic for my board, and I'd always draw stuff, and, um, but I always kind of gravitated to the creative arts, um, it's just always fun for me, it's always, I enjoyed kind of just putting stuff together, and drawing,
0: sketching, that kind of thing. What was your board design? You can't say that. And just not, you can't just it had, brush it off.
1: <laughs> it had a had a, I think it was a bunch of fish. It had these big fish. It was a giant fish bowl, And had all these fishes in it. And uh, I think there was like three or four fish, but that was really about it. It was, it was a giant aquarium looking board. But okay. uh, I wish I had that. So I wish I had that sketch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think what what I've been drawn to with you um, really was your hidden Woodland portfolio. Oh, thanks. Um, and I saw it and, and just immediately was like, I I've got to get Marco on the podcast to talk <laughs> about this. So, um, I, I want you to take us through the experience of that, of why you chose this project and, and well, let's start there. Let's just start off with the easiest question. Why did you choose this project?
1: uh i actually didn't even know it was going to be a project when it started actually um uh originally it was obviously like the past year and a half it started um about a year and a half ago when you know the pandemic was going on and and really was um i know we were all in lockdown and we couldn't really leave uh except to get food and that type of thing Uh, but we were encouraged to you know get out and exercise and, and you know um that kind of thing so around this time i hadn't touched my camera in gosh i don't know how many months but just no desire uh, there's just too much going on in the world at that time um and i got to a point where like you know i need to I need to get out <laughs> and, and we go for our walks around the neighborhood and stuff but i was like you know i need a you know change change of scenery so um i end up going to this um this lake and has trail um there's a couple of trails there but um and I just wanted to you know again get my exercise um but also kind of take out the camera because it was you know I'd been some time and you know just let's just see what happens and go out and main thing was really just to get outside get some air and exercise um and so I was kind of walking around and um and I hadn't been shooting in a while and um and then I just started noticing a little, you know, like a lot of cool colors and it's time of the spring. So um, a lot of cool flowers and plants and oh, it's a really cool color palette right there. Um, and then uh, I just started, you know, framing up some shots. And um, I remember that day being super, super windy and it was really tough to get the certain shot I was getting or trying to get. and. Um, uh, but I just got it, and I didn't know if it was going to look all right. But I was like, oh, you know, it's just let's just keep walking around and and just you know fast forward the rest of the day. I had spent a couple hours out there, and I was like, oh man, I need to get back, um, get back home and stuff. Uh, but um, but I kept coming back to this single trail, and um, you know, just kind of keep walking around and. Uh, just started noticing other you know really cool scenes and uh, we have a lot of eucalyptus trees there so um, I was kind of noticing all the really cool camo type patterns that were there and um, I just kind of fell in and just started noticing all these small little scenes and um, just you know photography became fun again (laughs) you know and it was a in an area that I had been to before but never never really took my camera out there and Um, it's not a place that's readily known as like, Hey, we got to go shoot there type of thing. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, and, uh, it was really nice kind of rediscovering San Diego or this part of San Diego. Um, but then, yeah, I continued on and on. And next thing I know I have this big body of work (laughs) and, um, and then I, you know, this, these these really work well as a, as a, you know, like a, a set or a project. Um, so I kind of kept going, and I wanted to finish the year off with, um, uh, with a, la- a couple more photos, and kind of have this series or this project of this hidden hidden woodland um, uh, hidden in a couple different ways. One, you know, I'd been out there to shoot. Um, and uh, it had been there all those years. Um, so it was hidden to me, <laughs> hidden in plain sight. But also with the type of work that I was uh, that was jumping out to me, which was a lot of the small scenes, all the details in the, in the bark, um, leaves on the floor, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, um, next thing I know, I have a one-year <laughs> project of uh, one trail uh, over one year time. So it's it's been really, really fun. It's been a fun journey. It's given me a chance to fall in love with San Diego again and in a different way, um, which was really nice. And it's close to home, too, so really accessible.
0: I want to go back to something you said. You said it made photography fun again. What made it not fun? Uh,
1: for me, it, it's, it's hard to... Uh, you know, I fall into the traps too with social media and, you know, you look on there and I see people, um, you know, just I see just all good photos and good times and people traveling everywhere and that good thing. And, you know, it's, um, I get that FOMO type of feeling, you know, like, I, cause I don't get to shoot as often as most folks. Um, especially in the last, uh, last year we couldn't really go anywhere. So, um, it, I fall in that trap of, you know, kind of comparing myself, that type of thing, you kind of get, you know, oh, um, my work's no good, that type of thing. And, you know, and I just really had to step away from social media. I, I go on there now, um, still, but not as often as I did, um, just to try not to get bummed out that I'm not, you know, getting out to shoot as much as other folks, or I'm not doing um, a certain type of photography, that type of thing. So, um uh, this made it fun again I could get out there and experiment and um, just kind of get lost <laughs> and just uh, try to be creative with the camera
0: do you think it, it helped you though in that sense to photograph a place that nobody else was sharing from
1: uh, yeah yeah it it was nice shooting in a place where you know it was what had, wasn't known for you know you don't have to this day like I haven't seen a uh, um, any photographers out there when I'm out there. Um, so it's it's kind of nice that it's this little hidden gem for me that you know that I can experience and it's quiet and it's close to home uh, which is nice so I can get out of the house really early for you know like an hour or two and get back in time to you know spend the rest of the day with my wife and you know cook breakfast and hang out and all that good stuff.
0: What's the response been? From people for you on this specific project,
1: uh, I've gotten some good some good vibes from it. Um, it resonated with you know with a bunch of people, which is awesome. It's Very flattering, you know. Um, it's a little weird here <laughs> to be honest, because it's I you know I um, I just do this stuff for me and you know and to have fun and try to grow as a person. So to see um, all the positive feedback from everyone is is really really. Really cool. <laughs> um, it's nice. It's encouraged some folks to, you know, explore their their home areas a little bit more too. And that was kind of the the hopes with the whole project. Actually, was to encourage people to, you know, uh, shoot closer to home. There's you know, and celebrate their home area. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there, and uh, um, it's kind of neat to see. You know, uh, I've already seen a couple folks that. You know, they share their uh, local photos. It's it's cool because I, you know, I probably won't ever make it to all these places. So to kind of see um, all of our hometowns uh, celebrated um, is a really really cool thing.
0: Can you name like a person or a comment that you read and that was kind of just like this? This can't really be happening right now. <laughs> uh, one
1: I can't think of one off the top of my head right now, though, to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I can't really, I uh, can't think of one right now, sorry.
0: What What would you say that this project, the Hidden Woodlands year-long project, gave you as, I don't want to say a photographer, but, but as a creative person who, who needs that outlet? What did it give me? Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, it gave me it gave me freedom to to really just go for it, um, and it was nice because it there was no I don't remember seeing a lot of photos of it, um, so kind of I didn't have any of those images in my head of what you know this place should look like on photos, so um, I kind of had. Just to open canvas, and I was, was able to just present it in the way that I wanted it to be presented, and discover it. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad I, you know, I hadn't really seen any photos of here of that place, um, just so I can. It would just be a really good memory for me that you know it was like a whole new place uh, that I hadn't, that I forgot to to go look at and bring my camera.
0: Did it give you confidence to kind of just do your own thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It gave me that, that permission to kind of just, just do it, you know, um, and try to, you know, not get caught up in, Oh, I wonder how this is going to, you know, if people are going to like this or not, or this or that. So um, it kind of gave me that freedom to just go for it and just um, be free and, you know, just make images of scenes that resonated with me and, not worry so much about what other people, people think and all that stuff. Um, it was,
0: it was a real blessing. <laughs> How long was the trail that you were photographing on?
1: Uh, I believe the trail, the total trail is about five miles. So, uh, but each, each trip, um, each trip, I would just go a little bit farther from the previous trip. <laughs> so I would slowly basically make it all the way around. Um, but, uh yeah, about I believe it's about five miles, yeah,
0: knowing that you can capture a year long, I mean series of photos from just a short distance, do, do you think you'll ever branch out and travel long distances again?, uh, I
1: do miss it. Uh, I hope to get back out there and you know maybe see some new places. Um, I can honestly say my desire to do that has dropped quite a bit um just because there's um that hidden Woodland project sort of reminded me that you know there's so much closer to home and i don't need to drive you know or fly to crazy places to enjoy photography um so i probably do um a lot more local work moving forward or at least within you know a couple hours drive um i mean there's there's so much to see around here, you know, and it's, um, yeah, but I hope to do a lot more photography closer to home. Uh, I I do want to go back to all the places that, uh, I, I went to when I first started photography and see how I'd present that today and see how that compares to how it was, how I was photographing it, you know, eight or eight, nine years ago.
0: What do you think those images would look like?
1: uh probably a lot more intimate <laughs> shots um probably at uh yeah probably a lot more a lot more of an intimate look at a lot of these places that um that are more popular in the San Diego area uh which is cool cuz I, I think it just opens up um a whole another level of fascination that's in like a lot of the geology and rocks and the coast um, there's just so much out there. Um, so it'd be nice. It'd be nice to, to maybe, you know, go back to the coast and dig deeper into some of, some of these more familiar areas here in town.
0: Is San Diego in that sense, maybe a hidden gem for people who don't really think of landscape locations?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot more, uh, in town than, um, like the usual hot spots. Uh, we definitely have a lot of popular, popular beaches, and there's are certain areas in those beaches that you know people come and and shoot a lot, and rightfully so because it's it's pretty pretty awesome looking. And um, but uh, there there is a lot more out there if you just really look around, slow down, and look around, um, and spend some time. You know, maybe just picking a spot and just picking. You know, s- staying there for you know, a couple days or, you know, um, there's a lot to be seen, I feel. Um, and, and that goes for all of our hometowns. I, I think we all have those, you know, those hidden gems and, um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot more to San Diego than just the beaches, uh, for sure.
0: Well, I've always had this thought, like, and, and this discussion is really resonating with, with one of my experience that I had of I'd always wanted to go to Joshua tree. Um, <laughs> I finally made it out there and I like struggled for three straight days to get some photograph that made any sense to me at at, at all. <laughs> it was so difficult to photograph and I pressured myself so much. And then, uh, I came back to San Diego for one of my friends' weddings and stayed at just an Airbnb for a couple nights and, um, shot just the succulents that were growing outside the Airbnb and got some of my favorite photographs that I've ever taken. And like, you can have that experience, but it also brings up the thought to me, or is there a certain point for locals or for people who, who want to move somewhere that that romanticism kind of fades away and you stop noticing all those little details, uh, that, that are around you all the time.
1: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, definitely there is that fatigue. I mean, um, and you kind of start to overlook certain things, and um, but yeah, there's there's beauty everywhere. I mean, even like I we try to go on walks every morning or in the evening, and when we're just walking around the neighborhoods, we see all kinds of really cool succulents and uh, you know grasses and ferns, and there's stuff everywhere. It doesn't have to be always be a Plane ride to an exotic place to be a f- fun or productive photography trip. You know, it can be just uh, some of my favorite photos are actually they're they're not even too far from my home here, and uh, or it's or they're in like the some maybe some of the iconic places, but um, it's like this hidden tucked away corner of like an iconic location that type of thing. So there's beauty and and everywhere and everywhere we look, man. Um, but uh, so I, you know, I, I plan to try and shoot closer to home. It's it's something I've struggled with for a long, long time. Uh, I'd, I'd be that guy where it's, oh man, you know, there's nothing to shoot here, that type of thing, or I've already shot there. Um, but now, you know, I'm kind of again like rediscovering my hometown, and it's it's been a it's been a fun process. I mean, we'll see how next few year next few years go.
0: You know, it's, it's funny. We have that grass is always greener approach. I mean, if I came to San Diego, I'd be salivating at the photographic (laughs) chances. I'm sure if you came to like where I live, cypress groves and, um, you know, wildflowers and things like that, you'd be salivating at, at the chances here that I look over all the time. Oh man. sounds awesome. Yeah. It's interesting to see,
1: you know, how that, uh, how, you know, we've, view our areas and you know how other people view our areas that type of thing
0: why don't i i ask you a question about um your website you write the memories that you have kind of fuel the the photographs that you get um in your about me page you talk about uh the experiences that you had with your friends just wandering around these these amazing places what in, in the grand scheme of things is more important to you Are are, are these experiences that the fuel for it, or is it the actual process of looking back at the photo and, and the photographic journey of creating that final image?
1: Uh, I would say that it's the memories of these times, you know, those times with, uh, some good friends, those are, those are probably the most special part for me (laughs) um they mean the most for sure um
0: in terms of of the process what's meaningful about it to you
1: uh it's really just experiencing the place um and uh that's really the biggest part for me is just experiencing the place and um uh um and just trying to get those photos to uh, do them justice, I guess. Hopefully, I said that right.
0: What do you think is next for you? you? You've mentioned being close to home a lot. You've mentioned kind of this new excitement for photography that, that maybe had faded away a little bit. Um, we have more opportunities now that we're coming out of the pandemic. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, we have lowered restrictions. Mm-hmm. What does that next step look like for you? Uh, it's
1: probably more of the same. I, I definitely want to continue more of the the long term projects. Um, that that's probably my main thing is is you know kind of focusing in on an area and just spend a couple years you know, maybe photographing it or, do, or studying it, uh, learning more about it. Um, uh, one that comes to mind is, you know, like Joshua Tree. It's the, uh, I know you had been there I and mean, I've been there a bunch of times and I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I've struggled <laughs> in presenting, uh, or in capturing images over there that, uh, I feel do it justice, but, uh, I definitely want to spend more time in Joshua Tree and you know, it's not too far from us, but, uh, some of these longer form uh, projects, uh, with you know, with the I guess the long, long term would be eventually put together a little book with, uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's something a book on Joshua Tree or, um, or San Diego or uh, something like that. But like a, a book would be kind of like that other long term project.
0: Would you say you're, you're a proud member of the slow photography movement?
1: Uh, yeah, I could say, I, you know, it's, I, I like what they're doing and yeah, I I feel like I I fit within that, you know, I feel like those are my people, (laughs) you know, just really, um, kind of slowing things down a little bit and, um, really enjoying, enjoying the spot and, um, uh, enjoying nature and, and uh, just slowing down that experience and, um, like I, you know, I guess, like I said before, I don't go out as often to photograph um, just because life is so busy. But um, when I do, I definitely like it slower and, you know, um, a little more quiet. Um, that's kind of, that's the way I like to enjoy photography these days.
0: How how often or what percentage of the time do you think your camera is actually pointing directly down at the ground? <laughs> um,
1: lately, a lot. I would say a good a good uh, a good eighty percent of the time uh, lately. It's uh, been shooting a lot of uh, a lot of these really cool sand sandstone rocks. Uh, my back is definitely reminding me of how much I shoot. <laughs> down. It can't <laughs> so, yet. How old are you? Uh, I'm 46. I'm 46. No. Um, yeah. You I, don't look
0: like it though.
1: I don't know. Everyone tells me that it's, it's so funny every time, uh, we go out to, you know, uh, for, you know, if I order a, a you know, like a beer with dinner or something or, where I, uh, always get, you know, it's, I get carded quite a bit still. <laughs> and, and, uh, I always show my ID and they're like, no way, this is, you're kidding. There's no way you're not 46. like, yeah, man, trust me, man, I'm, my back, it's definitely 46. <laughs> and my knees, it's all the skateboarding and snowboarding, all that stuff, it's uh, definitely taken its toll. But yeah, it's, uh, my back definitely reminds me of how much I shoot downwards towards the ground. <laughs> but it's fun though. It's uh, I enjoy, I, I think we, it's quick to, you know, walk by all these cool scenes and small scenes and uh, when it's right below your feet.
0: Do you have like, do you have any regret? Like when you were first starting out and you hiked to these places and you just passed over so many images that you, you might've gotten.
1: Oh man, all the time. (laughs) It's all the time. Uh, It's, it's, there's probably, you know, that's what kind of why I want to go and revisit some of these other places that I've been to before is, I want to see some, like all those things that I totally walked by, walked by that was just right to my left there on the side of the trail. And, you know, I just totally missed it. Um, But uh, it's one of the advantages of shooting local and, um, because you can go back and uh, real quickly and, you know, see something that you haven't seen before. So yeah, I totally hate myself for, I'm sure there's all kinds of cool small scenes that, I didn't see when I was out in Bryce, you know, for that first trip to that park. Uh, but um, but that's, you know, it's more reason to go back and visit, you know, all these beautiful spots we have around us.
0: Where can people go to find more out about you? Uh,
1: for me, you can go to, I have a website, uh, it's themorningcoffee.me. And uh, I'm on Instagram, just under my name, Marco Ciprioso. Uh But yeah, those are two the two two
0: places where you can find me. Well, he's Marco Cipriasso. Marco, thank you for coming on and sharing your photography journey with us, and and kind of like what makes you tick as a creative.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate um, the time and uh,
0: all that you do for the community, man. Thanks. <laughs> so the podcast just finished here, but over on Patreon, it's actually still going if you sign up for patreon by going to patreon.com david johnston you can sign up for a tier that's going to fit your budget best they're 5 10 and 15 dollars a month and each tier comes with exclusive audio like this and as they go up in price you get added benefits as well so definitely go over there and check them out just to feel out what each tier is going to give you now in the exclusive audio Marco and I talk about not only the most important thing from our discussion, what's the best taco that you can get in San Diego, but we also talk about is small scene photography like a cyclical process of the creative mind and the creative process of photography, or is it more of a fad that we're seeing right now? I think our discussion on that was really interesting in a way because Marco and I talk about, you know, his process of reaching that point, his process of finding that specific style of photography. And for so many of us trying to explore that extra style or just explore something different in our photography, that is a huge part of what you can explore to maybe give yourself a little bit of boost in creative juice. So go ahead and check that out. Again, that's patreon.com slash Johnston. And I can't wait to see you guys in next week's episode.